Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a podcast by Practical E-Commerce. Hello and welcome. This is an e-commerce conversation, and I am Armando Roggio. Amazon has made significant investments into its own brand or private label brands. Uh, They're in areas like diapers and dog food and paper towels. And the company's private label strategy may actually be indicative of a burgeoning trend in retail. Private labels may be something that uh, mid-market e-commerce companies, for example, could try. Along the way, we have to understand how you would compete with Amazon or other large retailers that are creating their own private label brands. To help us understand that, we have with us today Ohastro Todd, a marketing analyst with One Click Retail. Uh, welcome, Ohastro. Um, hi, Armando. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Um, why don't we start off with this? Would you tell us just a little bit about your background uh, and then a little bit about your company before we get started with the questions? I, I guess my background is mainly in, in statistics and data analytics. Uh, I've been with One Click Retail for a little over a year. Um, so, so with that, we've been, um, I, I guess, about One Click Retail. Uh, we're, we're a company that focuses on e-commerce analytics. Uh, so one of our main products is Amazon Sales and Share, the ability to measure um, for any item on Amazon what sales are on a weekly basis um, and, and project that and measure trends and, and what's going on in the marketplace. Uh, <clears throat> so as, as, a, as a major part of that, um, everyone is interested in, in a competitive snapshot and especially on the, the private brands that are going on. And so we're tracking a majority of those private brands uh, private label items. We've been looking at, at those over time to see what trends and what approaches Amazon is using uh, with these various private labels that it's releasing. So recently, uh, your company put out a report uh, about Amazon private label brands in the second quarter. And um, one of the characteristics of that report, one of the most important things in the report, I guess, was the expansion of private label brands. Talk to us a little bit about what Amazon has been doing and, and how they've been growing their private labels. Yeah. So. Amazon has been expanding, expanding its private labels very rapidly. Uh, essentially, one thing that we've seen in their private label cycle is that Amazon re- releases a wide variety of brands um, and categories uh, for those brands. And it tracks those categories over time. Um, so, so it's a massive expansion, but a little bit in a lot of different areas. Uh, what they're doing, really doing there is Amazon's known for collecting data and using that data to optimize sales. And so what they're finding, doing is they're tracking these private label items they release. They're seeing how they, they sell in their categories. Um, and then they're expanding into the categories that they see are the ones that will make them the most revenue at this time. Uh, then they release more, more items and they continue tracking the ones they already have, find the next most profitable category and continue expanding. And that way they have a very rapid cycle. Um, of a lot of different products and a lot of expansion private label all across the board. Would you happen to have an idea of how many different products we're talking about or, or how many different brands? Um, we, we, well, Amazon's constantly releasing uh, more products and more brands. And, and some, of it, some of these uh, products and brands, they don't necessarily advertise as, as openly as others, but there are easily over 80 brands 
uh, that they're selling. And between them, there are probably hundreds of thousands of items uh, that they're selling on, uh, on their site. Wow. So is it the case then that Amazon is looking at some of these categories and, and I mean, what sort of a, for lack of a better term, sweet spot are they looking for? The reason I ask that is some of the brands that I think have been identified as theirs. So you have WAG in the uh, dog food category. That seems like a very, very packed category in terms of the numbers of options. Um, you see things like uh, Mama Bear, I think it is, it's, which is a diaper brand. Yeah. Again, another category that seems to have a lot of, frankly, strong competition. So what do you guys think that Amazon is looking for when it's trying to find a spot for a private label brand? Yeah, actually, this is something that we've noticed as well, is that Amazon's private label strategy is evolving, and it, it seems like it may be changing at, at the time. So if we look at some of the earlier releases of Amazon private labels with Amazon Basics, for example, early on, they expanded into batteries and into lightning cable chargers and a couple other categories. Back when those categories didn't have a big lead, um, uh, major lead brands, when those categories weren't as packed, and as a result, Amazon's actually taken over those categories. The, the largest battery brand by far on Amazon is going to be that Amazon Basics. Same for Lightning Cables. They pretty much own that market online. Um, however, with these recent brands, like you mentioned, WAG, um, Mama Bear, Presto, and such, um, they, they've recently started moving into categories where they might not end up being the largest brand anymore. However, what these categories are, if we look at pet food online, pet food online is growing very fast and it's already very large. Same thing for diapers, same thing for paper towels, um, same thing for toilet paper. All these categories that they've been expanding in recently are ones that are large and fast growing. So Amazon not, for these categories might not be trying to do a full on takeover of the category because like you said, they are very packed and they have a couple of very strong incumbents. But there's still a lot of revenue potential for Amazon in these categories and a lot of sales and traffic that they can drive in those directions. So as as you're talking about that, I saw in my head the old Boston Consulting Group matrix, you know, where you've got a high growth market, uh, and you may have a very small share in that, but if but if you can even increase your share a little bit because it's high growth, you have the opportunity to generate a lot of revenue. Is that really what we're talking about in some of these categories? Yeah, that, that does look like a little bit of what we're seeing, is that now that Amazon's picked out a, a couple of categories and taken them over. They're looking for the next step, which is pick a couple huge high growth categories and just take up some market share because there's still a lot of revenue to be made there. Now, do you see any kind of a trend toward trying to find a particular price point within the market? For example, I don't know this, but maybe you would. Is, you know, is WAG a premium brand? How does it compare to other brands out there? Is it maybe a price point lower uh, at a same or similar quality level, like you might see in a grocery store brand, um, or is it totally its own thing, sort of? That's a that's a good question. I actually haven't looked as in depth in WAG specifically. Uh, we we did do some price analysis on on Mama Bear when their diaper brand came out, and in general, it was slightly cheaper uh, than most of the comparable lead brands, um, and in a lot of the Amazon Basics type things as well. Um, a large number of Amazon private brands do have that generic, low-cost um, feel to them. That being said, it's entirely possible that Amazon is also going to provide some of those, those more luxury or higher quality types. Uh, and I'd have to look at brand uh, at WAG a little more in depth uh, to be able to answer that question. So I guess maybe um, let me take WAG out of the equation. So the, the basic question, though, is, is there's not necessarily an indication that, that uh, Amazon's 
strategy is to have a price point uh, brand in these markets, it may very well be that, that they'll be priced similarly to a competitor. Um, uh, well, because Amazon has so many different brands, I'd say it varies. There are brands where Amazon definitely is winning in price point. Um, like I said, Amazon Basics and Mama Bear and those ones, Amazon is more or less taking over um, with having a slightly lower price than most of the, the competitors that they're against. Um, but, but that might not be exclusive across all of Amazon's private labels. So help us understand a little bit about why private labeling is good for a business like Amazon and may be good for even other retailers. What are some of the advantages uh, that you can think of relative to having a private label brand? Well, one of the big advantages to private label brands, especially for Amazon, um, as they are a, uh, they do have a subscription model for their, uh, as a retailer, uh, is that it generates customer loyalty. Um, if customers are used to buying things that are Amazon basics, if they end up subscribing to, to monthly shipments of WAG brand dog food and things like that, that will keep them in, um, in the Amazon ecosystem for their shopping. And I'll also help them, they may recommend to their, to their friends, to other consumers, these products and these brands, which brings more people onto Amazon.com. So one big thing is, is that traffic. And when they come there, I mean, yes, they're buying Amazon's private label items, but they're also going to buy other items on Amazon. And all of that is just revenue in Amazon's pocket. Another thing that we're seeing is that Amazon, Amazon has a reputation now. Amazon is a very well-known retailer. It's kind of becoming a household name uh, across the board. And because of that, Amazon's realized that they can actually leverage that name uh, to make money. That when people trust, well, people trust Amazon now. And because they trust Amazon, a, an item that is labeled as Amazon Basics, as labeled as WAG and Amazon brand, they feel like they can trust those products as well. And so Amazon saw this opportunity that they have all this consumer trust and they released these private labels in order to, to optimize or to, to capitalize on the consumer trust they have. One of the things that I wonder about is, are there some lessons that a mid-market e-commerce business or even a mid-market brick-and-click retailer could take from what Amazon is doing uh, with its private label brands, uh, learn from that and maybe you know, build their own loyalty um, or maybe even find better margins uh, by, by private labeling some items, whether they sell those on the Amazon marketplace or whether they sell them in their, their other channels. What do you think about that? What are some of the lessons to be learned here? Um, some of the lessons to be learned. Uh, one thing I would say is, is in launching any new brand, especially in e-commerce, uh, one of the biggest things that we notice with Amazon Basics is that for their new products, Amazon pushes reviews. Because if, if you're a consumer and you're looking, and let's say you're looking at Pampers brand diapers and you're looking at Mama Bear brand diapers and you're saying, which one should I buy? Well, you know Pampers and you trust them, but you look at Mama Bear and you don't know if, for certain if you can trust that until Mama Bear diapers have a, a significant number of positive reviews, at which point you can now say, hey, I can probably trust this over the name brand that I grew up with that I know very well. Um, and that gives consumers a constant to switch over. So for any a retailer of any size, or really anyone who's trying to launch a brand online, um, making sure that you get reviews early on, uh, your, your sales aren't going to take off until such a time as you have a large number of high-quality reviews. At the same time, that requires your quality control, that you need to make sure that you are minimizing negative reviews, that you're responding to people with questions, that you're making sure that, that you're your product page is clear and direct um, so that no one feels like they 
got a product that wasn't what they, they were expecting. Um, does that kind of answer your question as, as one of the a good strategy for this? I, I think that the reviews definitely answer. What do you think about in terms of how, and, and obviously you've said this evolved a little bit, but are there some lessons yeah. in how um, presumably Amazon is using sales data from its own marketplace to figure out where there might be opportunities for a private label brand? Are, are there some lessons there in terms of analyzing sales as you find a product or a product niche? I don't know exactly the analysis that Amazon's performing on this, so, so it's a little hard for me to say specifics on that. But I would say the strategy of, well, I'd say it's a pretty well-known strategy when you're, you're launching any kind of brand, is, is a small pilot product followed by a larger launch if that product seems successful. Right? There are categories where Amazon maybe has launched two or three products and nothing else, and they just kind of tracked those products and saw if there was any natural growth over the first six months that they were on the market. And if that was the case, then Amazon would invest more in that category and really make money after that. Um, so, so to an extent, it requires that kind of patience of only having a little bit, not launching your full product from the start, um, but making a small investment, evaluating that small investment, and then if it looks good, moving into the larger investment. Okay. So between those things, you know, sort of choosing how you get started into the, the private labeling, taking it slow in a sense, and then... Um, sort of focusing on how you're getting reviews within the marketplace, or I'm assuming within other channels as well. Those would kind of be the two big takeaways, you think? Yeah, I think those are two major takeaways to take from Amazon, um, is that you should push reviews and that you should, and that concept of piloting a small product um, or a small set of products before releasing and investing all that money into a larger expansion. Okay. I guess sort of a, a follow-up to that, one of the things that's been suggested uh, that might be a driver in some private label brands, because you've actually seen this uh, beyond Amazon with some um, omnichannel retailers. Uh, the, the WAG one was really familiar to me, and I know that if you look at, um, I think it's Chewy launched American Journey, and then you had a, a pretty big specialty retailer like uh, Tractor Supply, I think has a brand called 4Health, which is right in that same um, sort of category. One of the things I've heard about, and I'd like to see if you have any thoughts on this, is that actually brand erosion uh, might be one of the um, drivers, the idea that you know maybe it's millennials, maybe it's just Americans in general, are maybe a little less loyal to some of the brands from previous generations or even some of the newer brands, and that opens up space for private labeling. Do you think there's any truth in that, or is that just really beyond uh, the, the research your company does? Um, it, that's a little bit beyond what we what we do, but I, I'd say that makes sense to me um, that that millennials do have this rep reputation for being, um, I guess, a little rebellious or, or rejecting some of the past in, in any way. And so moving away from some of the, those other brands would make sense. Um, however, I would like I commented earlier that Amazon has this has developed this this name brand name loyalty for their own site. Um, it may not be so much that that consumers these days are losing brand loyalties as that they're shifting brand loyalties, right? That, that instead of looking at these, these older brands that they maybe knew earlier, that they're looking for new brands that fit with their values and with the convenience that they're looking for, and they develop a brand loyalty for those instead. Makes sense. They're sort of leveraging what they've been able to do with their marketplace to perhaps trump what might have been um, a traditional uh, brand for others. Yeah, we, we as humans we like we, we like a routine. We do like things that we're comfortable with. 
So it might not be that um, losing brand loyal, the, the concept of brand loyalty as a concept disappearing doesn't really make sense to me, but the concept of loyalty shifting absolutely looks like something that's happening. What about in terms of competition? So if I'm a mid-market e-commerce company and I sell through multiple channels, perhaps including a marketplace like Amazon, should I be concerned about Amazon's um, private labeling strategy? So, so this, is a, this is a very common question, you know, because Amazon being the largest online retailer in the United States, uh, it's an important partner for anyone who's trying to sell e-commerce, um, whether you're selling first party or third party on their platform. Um, at the same time, if they release a brand in your space, they are uh, technically a competitor. Um, to an extent, there is that issue of being a competitor. And so some sales may go to Amazon basic items that wouldn't go to a, a brand oh, that would have gone to a brand item instead. But at the same time, um, if, if the brand is putting a major focus on e-commerce and that's a major focus on Amazon where most e-commerce happens, um, a, a, a private brands have the advantage of driving traffic to that category in general. So Amazon puts up ads for their private brands all over their site. Um, consumers click on those and start shopping for that type of item. And they may click on other items in that same category that aren't necessarily an Amazon private brand. So as Amazon drives loyalty to themselves as a retailer um, in specific categories, then the other brands in those categories can still benefit from the traffic that's being driven in that direction. Even though the traffic may be more biased towards a private brand, um, it will affect all of the brands in that category positively. So sort of the uh, a rising tide lifts all boats kind of approach. Yeah, it, it, if, if, if more, I guess, if more coffee pods are sold on Amazon in general, then all coffee pod brands on Amazon should benefit from that. Okay. So there's a sense in which uh, you can grow along with Amazon. What about if if you're the, the actual brand, right? So if your business is that you've got a consumer product, maybe it's a small level or or it could be a larger level. What about this this sort of a trend, and not just with Amazon, but with retailers in general? You, maybe you even sell through a retail channel where typically the retailers are a customer of yours. Um, they've said to you, hey, we don't want you to sell direct because that makes you a competitor. And then here's a case where Amazon and other retailers are actually creating their own products and sort of competing back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, if I understand the question right, um, that, that, that last part, the concept of a retailer not wanting to carry a product because it competes with their private brand. Uh, I haven't really seen that with Amazon uh, or any other private labels such thus far. Um, Amazon doesn't really shun a competitive product, their own product, because whether it's their own private label or a, a manufacturer's private, oh, another manufacturer's private, private label, Amazon's still going to make money with their sales on their site. Um, was there another part to your question beyond that? Well, I guess there's a, a sort of a longstanding relationship in retail where retailers, whether they were physical brick-and-mortar retailers, online retailers, have discouraged manufacturers of brands from selling direct. Many of those now do, uh, but they've discouraged them. I'm trying to think of an example brand, um, and, and I don't know the specifics, but let's say that you're talking about uh, you know Levi's jeans. Levi's does definitely sell online now, but um, perhaps it was the case that that retailers, ones with physical stores, ones with e-commerce operations would say to Levi's, hey, you know, we're your primary customers. You're selling primarily through our channels. Please don't sell direct to customers online since that puts you in competition with us. And then as you look at private labeling growing in the retail space, it's kind of the reverse of that, right? So now the situation is Levi's may have 
lots of retail customers, e-commerce or otherwise, that they sell to. That's the majority of their sales. And now some of those those customers are creating brands that compete with them. I guess I was seeing, is that sort of a turning of the tables, if you will, on some of the major brands who've um, gone direct to consumer recently? Hmm. Um, of that, I'm not certain. Uh, I, I'm a little less versed in some of these just individual brand manufacturers selling direct to consumer um, as opposed to going through retail channels. Um, so I can't say much about how that is comparing to sell sales through Amazon, the Amazon channel. Okay, makes sense. I was just curious because that's kind of a, a longstanding, like I said, a longstanding rub, if you will, uh, in the retail industry. Yeah. So I've asked you a few... I mean, it's an interesting concept. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, it's fine. Um, I've asked you a few questions about Amazon's brand strategies and how it relates to a few things. Is there anything that I missed? Are there some other things that uh, you or your company believe are important um, as we watch and sort of see what Amazon is doing here? Um, hmm. I, I think that was actually pretty comprehensive. We talked about uh, how Amazon is doing this and, and what specific things, uh, actions they're taking, um, as well as the various categories that they're expanding in. Um, I, I think what, what one area that is of interest to an extent is also that Amazon, we, we talked a little bit about Amazon entering categories because they're large and fast growing. We talked about Amazon entering categories because they can become the leader easily there. Um, there is a third area that I'm seeing with Amazon's private labels uh-huh. that Amazon has certain categories um, that Amazon wants to expand their retail in um, to that category itself. Uh, for example, furniture uh, historically has been a difficult category for e-commerce because most consumers are used to experiencing their furniture in a showroom before purchasing and stuff like that. Um, when Amazon Amazon last year started ramping up their its focus on furniture as a category, and that was met with an Amazon also releasing two different per- furniture brands, uh, Rivet and Stone and & Bean. Okay. And so it, it, that, is, that is another one that Amazon may be trying to drive traffic to categories they're interested in by releasing private brands in those areas. Makes sense. That could be an interesting indication, too, of perhaps some categories on Amazon where other sellers could focus if they have products. For example, a little while ago you said as Amazon brings more traffic into a particular category in their marketplace, it may create the opportunity for other sellers as well. So maybe identifying some of the categories that you just talked about, growth categories, would even be an opportunity for other retailers as well. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'd say things like apparel, especially with Amazon recently uh, offering Amazon wardrobe uh, to customers on a wide variety of products. So apparel there. Uh, furniture, a variety of other categories where Amazon releases brands, well, their own brands and possibly other programs would be a great area that uh, manufacturers and brands would want to invest in online. Well, Astra, thank you for joining me for this e-commerce conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah, th- thanks, so mu- uh, thanks so much, Armando. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Have a great day.